If we you can are see that. trying to defend something, no matter what it is, because when you're right, you don't feel the need. You don't need to. And exactly. when you're not trying to prove anything to anybody else, when you accept everybody where they're at, you're never defensive. Right. So anytime you're being defensive, and I even think anytime you're arguing anything and disagreeing on anything, both of you are wrong. If anybody thinks they're right, that's when they're so that's wrong. Why I that's like when it. they're Welcome. Welcome to Vibe Up. <laughs> it sounds like we're like Westworld. Right. Welcome, Welcome to Vibe Up. Please take a ticket. <gasps> Pop off, yo, Vibe Up. Welcome to Vibe Up. I'm Kristen. I'm Alyssa. I'm Aisha. And today we have a special guest with us. I'm Tyler, and I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops, that one wanted to come out. We must pick between the two. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Ooh, I like this. Our personal weakness. Tarot cards in the subconscious mind. Which so, one flew out? Which that one flew out. Yeah. Which the tarot is, card one? Tarot I just said how I don't want to get my tarot cards read anytime soon because I overthink it and that's all I think about and plant seeds in my head. I feel like whenever I get a tarot card reading, I try to take it for what it is and not... I check back later, I'll take a picture of the reading. I try not to let it influence, my, plant those seeds or predict my life. Then you're living a life based off just a card. But sometimes... <laughs> There's some real weird stuff. I've I've had tarot card experiences that were like spot on and other times never even had. <laughs> Me too. The way that I take tarot cards and that's where the subconscious mind comes into play is more about your internal reaction to what the reading is. So even if you get a bad reading, you still learn a ton about how you feel about whatever they predicted. Right. If you hear like, oh, I'm meant to break up with my significant other, then you in your head would either resonate with that and feel like, oh, darn, what a reading or you are completely like, this isn't thing. Like it wouldn't get, it wouldn't plant seeds. It doesn't plant seeds for the things that you're not already concerned about. Or already want questioning. Yeah, that's true. Because if it does stick out to you where it resonates with you so much, that means there's something up that you're already questioning that aspect of your life. If it resonates or repels. Yeah. Whatever or it is you... means you need to address it in your mm, mind. Or repels. Yeah, you're right. Like disagreeing. I've had readings where I disagreed and then like I didn't say it out loud but I thought to myself like wait why do I feel so strongly against it? and maybe that's like something you were meant to hear in a reading to deter you away to go the do the opposite too it could just be putting the possibility out there like for you because we still have I still believe we still have free will and have a choice but it's like string theory where it's like one decision is going to lead you into another. But the end goal is always the same. The end is already calculated, I feel. like. But how you get there doesn't matter. It's, it's so a maze. The end, but not how to get there. So I think that it's up for it to be determined at all times. I think you're constantly sending your energy in different directions and changing your reality or changing yourself, jumping to the reality where that is vibrationally resonant. So that that would imply that you can have a tarot reading one day and then learn from it and completely jump to a different reality as a result. So if you your attention is brought to something, you work through it in your mind or however, or you take action that's going to support, like if it says you're going to lose your job, if you take action to work even harder or connect in different ways with mm-hmm. it than you had before, now you're not in alignment with the timeline where you would have lost your job. Back to tarot card reading and like the destiny form of it. I do believe in some form of destiny. 
I also do believe in free will. So like my best kind of analogy would be like, if you're meant to do something that day or in life, you still look at it as like walking down a road, like the destination or that destiny is still going to be at the end of that road. But you could maybe make a left, take a right, stop to tie your shoe. You could do different things on that road to get there but maybe the end result will still be the same but that just could be one day from the tarot card reading that is like talking about breaking up oh so you're maybe you will years away maybe you will that week but still like i do believe in a a higher power destiny but since i'm also so much into like free will like i could do anything i want then once you figure out both of those it gives you a peace of mind and trusting in the universe but also trusting in yourself to make the right decisions to ultimately get to where you're supposed to. So do you believe you can? there is a one track that's the best? No, not necessarily. For me, like I've taken many different paths and I've taken the same path. So that's why it has led me to believe you sometimes have to take a different path to attain the destiny that you're either seeking or that is already like sought out for you also just to play devil's advocate i know a lot of people go to tarot card readings or read their horoscope and it's like okay anybody could relate to this it's whatever you take from it what do you guys have to say about that it's almost like it's the soul's way of trying to communicate with you to be like hey it's like a mirror like a reflection like boom this is being presented and you're only you're only reading these key words here because there's some that i disregard in my horoscope and then there's some that's like oh okay i really want to focus on these there's a reason that's like there's a subconscious reason your subconscious being i would say your soul i think sometimes <laughs> when i'm when i'm doing a reading thank you <laughs> i like to put my like energy yeah. in so I either have a purpose or like sometimes it's just fun to do. But like if I'm ever like having a question about my life, I like to put that thought and that energy into the deck while I shuffle. And I've noticed sometimes like when they spread, like when the when the cards are spread to me for just a simple picking a card for an ample answering a question. I noticed that like I usually like pick like there's a card that just I feel drawn to that like for whatever reason. And then sometimes I'll go to pick it and like another card will fly out with it. So I I read both of them and I can usually take something good from the cards and very rarely do I ever pick out a card, even if it's bad. I maybe it's the optimistic person me that looks at it positively, but like I try not to just put the card back in the deck. Like no, 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 that's not for me because like answers from not just the card, but questions that I start asking myself because the card has presented them to me. Or even the questions that you go in with. Like I have friends that will ask me for tarot readings over and over with the same question, and I'm like, if. If you didn't find an answer the last time, it was giving you a direct answer. What makes you think that this time is, like, why are you asking the question? That's your answer. A wise man once said to me, any question you ever ask, you already answer or else you wouldn't be asking the question. (laughs) Wise man or woman. She said that. Yeah. My spirit guides me. Oh. So an even wiser being. Exactly. It was a wise man, to be honest. (laughs) Do you ever have, like, a certain being that you follow? Your wise man or wise woman that you... Kanye West. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. Yeah. Facts. Kanye West. I feel Um, like he would answer. Yeah. Of course he would. He's I still like pray to God, even though I know it's within and it's myself, my higher self, 
later in another dimension. I picture like Interstellar. You ever see Interstellar? Mm-hmm. Where he's like the one pushing the books off the bookcase. That's oh, wow. really what it is. My higher self, when I'm long gone, just chilling, watching myself live out this life and maybe here and there just leaving some clues mm. just along <laughs> for the ride. And it's really me later on just being like, hmm, let's try this. And it's like a simulation. Basically. It's your physical body. You looking like, how you look now in a different dimension? I don't know. In a di- I don't know if it's me. Meaning, like, later in life, when I'm old and dead, my energy moves on, and there's no time. So I can easily be right here and be my own spirit guide. That's literally what I think that is. I think it's just your higher self. Because you know too much, bruh. Like, <laughs> you know way too much. How? Because you've been here, you know? Right. But think about, like, just the weird synchronicities and signs that are left. Like, I'll get... People say about, like, feathers being left places. Like, those are all little, what? I can't imagine you not being involved in that in another space and time, you know, or lack thereof. Like, why do they care? Why do any? Why would anyone care? I would be on to the next planet. Peace the fuck out. You guys still in the training system. That's what it seems like, the caste system. Like, you're still training. There's something else. Like, why would they even, it's you. Back to that training thought, I think that people on Earth, like, I think that we're all here for, like, a, a more reason. Like, we've been, we've all had so many lives, and and people who have, like, they might be in another galaxy, they're choosing to come here because of how exciting and it is and the freedom to create, and, like, we're about to raise to a whole nother vibration. Why wouldn't they want to come here right now? And when I envision my uh, master or my highest version of myself, like maybe it's my ego but i do i have gone on meditations and pictured like a very wise man older version of myself so since everything in life is balanced and we're talking about how everybody has this higher wiser perfect self do we have a deeper dark evil fearful self or do we just say that's the human in us So actually, my spirit guide is like a half man, half goat. And when we did like a Ouija board to find out who it was years ago, it came through with the name N-I-M-I-L. And when I looked up the satyr online, the most famous one is like the demon of dark magic. And his name is Nimrod. He's like a god of all the darkness. So I'm like, I reevaluate. I'm like, is my spirit guide like the most evil in existence? But I like him. Don't forget that the devil was once an angel. That's what we have to remember is that we're trying to label this bad and good, but there is no thing, nothing of the such. It's just a lower frequency. Because if it is, if it is bad and there's horrible things in the world, I'm not denying that. Absolutely. What we in this reality view is horrible, but on the other side, there's a reason and you're just playing a part in the much larger play. That's how I, I envision it. Nothing's bad because like I said in the last podcast, kind of like if you think back to any pain or anything bad in your in your life or in your past lives or whatever that you would refer to as bad, did you learn something from it? Most times that's going to be some of your biggest, less, largest lessons was through that pain and growth and those obstacles. We're here to suffer. Mm. We're here to suffer, to learn, to be imperturbable to not be bothered by things and keep it moving and like you can keep hitting me but i'm gonna keep fighting back stronger one two out of love and teaching that along the way too i really love and resonate with 
Neil Donald Walsh's children's book, The Little Soul in the Sun, in that talks about a little soul before coming to Earth and speaks on wanting to experience himself as these different ideas or identities. One of the things he says that he wants to experience is forgiveness. God says to him, the only way to experience yourself as forgiveness is to experience the opposite. So we had to go through something and there's like a little soul that pops in and it's like, I'll be forgiveness, I love you so much that I'm gonna do something really bad to you so you'll have somebody to forgive. I'm gonna have to put myself to such a low frequency, you just have to remember and remind me who I am, that I'm really the light, dropping to a lower frequency because I love you and want you to be able to experience that. Awesome. Like back kind of touching on both your point, like life lessons or lessons you're supposed to learn in specifically this life pertaining to a past life or whatever. um, It could be both through suffering, maybe in your past life, everything was you or you were you just had nothing but prosperity and you shared it. And that was your purpose in that life to prosper and share and, and give knowledge to other people. And then therefore, in the next life, maybe you have to learn the opposite through suffering and overcoming that. So like, therefore, you can help others in another life. And I feel like you, Aish, like when you were saying like that, that dark spirit God to me that I would embrace that because that can be powerful for good. Like you can understand the dark arts or you can know how to manipulate it or not let it like get to you and use that for good. It's really a balance that will never end and ebb and flow that is quite quite beautiful if you can master both. It's actually funny because I, in my master's program, I'm studying psychopathy and I have to study all these serial killers and really get in their heads. So I, maybe that is part of it. Ibri, Ibri, mic check, one, two, what is this? And we're live. I'm a mystery man. I thought yeah. you said this is a weakness that everybody no, I, has. Well, I think a lot of people do, but her specifically. Oh, okay. that isn't anything that I never thought about. Thought about. No. That's just an outsider's perspective, though. Because, like, I see you with me, obviously, like, you talk and you're very open-minded and you say whatever's on your mind. But then I've also seen you in a larger social circle and I've noticed you'll become more introverted and not share all your thoughts in a larger group. Maybe it's just me sensing it or thinking it, but I feel like you might want to say something or you might want to say more, but you choose not to. I think it, I get hyper aware of what other people want when I'm in big social circles like that. And I want to make sure that everybody's getting what they want out of it. Hmm. And so for some reason there is like a, I don't necessarily think that what I have to say is as important or will give me the same satisfaction or fulfillment that it will for other people. No, that's okay. So this stems back to your actual greatest weakness. And that's think like undervaluing yourself because I feel like you with your friends, with your family, with everyone, you just automatically put yourself in the backseat. Hmm. Yeah, that stems off what I was saying. I think it's empathetically noble of you to, if that is what you want to do, is you are sensing people and you're observing and you're letting them express themselves. I think that definitely probably is stemming from some form of undervaluing myself. I definitely can see that that could be an issue and something that I'm sure I'm still hurting other people by doing that. Like Mm. by not saying what I have to say or being who I really am, maybe in those circumstances where I think I'm doing them a service by letting them express themselves, maybe I'm not giving... 
really just feel like I'm, I only exist for other people. Like I don't have anything that I am so, so tied to or passionate about or a mission in life. It all stems from other people. I feel like I only exist for them to learn lessons. And no matter how much I learn, I have no other purpose. When you have those feelings and those thoughts, you just said they have been maybe either reoccurring or you're noticing them. Maybe pay attention and notice them more. And instead of like undervaluing your opinion or your feelings, don't feel like if you do feel like you need to serve or, or please like others or, or help others in that way, why would you, what's the word? Like not like that's your not catch 22. It's like you want to help people and want to like say things to people. But then like in your mind, you're thinking maybe it's like you're undervaluing what you have to offer, but you want to offer it to people, but you don't because you don't know if it's what they need to hear or whether it's good enough or whether it's the right thing to say. But deep down, you do truly want to help other people. And but then you stop yourself because you don't think that it's the right thing or you don't know if you should. And I think it can be a huge strength because one you because in your thinking, you're thinking your most empathetic thoughts possible. But then there's people who definitely take advantage of that. I myself, as a sister, I already know I have done that to you without even realizing it, it turned into a weakness because you were enabling my bad habits or my negative habits mm. without realizing. And again, I'm not the victim here. Like, <laughs> I'm not saying you're an enabler. Like it's your fault that I was being rude or whatever. It's just that like, I didn't see a problem with it because you never voiced it. And I was just like, that's just Aisha, like whatever. <laughs> and then once I realized, how much it does hurt you, like the people around you who do take advantage of that, then I'm like, oh, like I never realized that. Okay, that's that changes my whole mindset. It really did catch me off guard when the other day you said that I always, or I never tell you anybody what's going on in my life. Yeah. And my response is I just don't think that there's that much that ever goes on in my life. <laughs> but I'm sure like that was really the first time that somebody brought my attention to the fact that I really don't share and let other people kind of in. Like, you don't listen. Let, yeah. You're Which a great I, listener. That might be mm. I might be overcompensating for a time in childhood when I overshare. Yeah, I because I remember like I felt like I was annoying every time I talked and I had friends in like the group that would always call me annoying I was like known as that so it's probably that comes back to like I feel like Aww. if I, I share if I'm who the fuck is that <laughs> yeah let's beat them up what's their names I like, what's up? Really, really I'll go to their house now <laughs> I was the annoying one growing up the youngest talked so <laughs> much really and I love to talk in it for me it always happened when I was so open and felt so good and saying like and then someone shot me down, you know, like, and, and that's happened multiple times. And when that happens, it conditions you to not want to speak so freely or be as open. And back to me, and my weakness, because, uh, <laughs> back to me. No, no. So well, I didn't want to just keep talking just about your, your segue. we're all like, we're just keep talking about her weakness. <laughs> I love it. Well, you're next. Oh, so you're getting then, analyzed next. Well, I'll turn. go. And then you guys are going to get more time to think of your weakness. <laughs> I, one of my obvious greatest weakness, which I think is a lot of people's, is fear. And, and more specifically, being in denial of that fear and letting it control everyday decisions and thoughts, even though at times I'd be fearless. And when I say fear, I mean 
a greater fear of pretty much knowing what you're supposed to do and have like you you're aware of some higher destiny and great things that are coming to yourself but you're afraid of them or afraid of not just failure but you're afraid of obtaining them too like what happens then next so I think throughout my life, my greatest weakness was fear. And I think it has inhibited me from achieving so many things. And I think knowing that now, luckily at a young age, I really try to consciously change that. And that is my greatest weakness that is still somewhat a weakness, but I'm actively working on it. And that's why I was so quick to say my weakness, because I've, I've realized that is by far my biggest weakness. I think the, the first thing that came to my mind with you was almost that the way that you hold yourself doesn't give any hints that that's a confident. Yeah, you ha- you do express so much confidence. And then it almost feels like you don't allow yourself to be in that vulnerable state of feeling fear to everybody else. So you end up dealing with it by oh, yourself. Oh, I hide it. Yeah. And when there are people around you that could be helping you conquer those fears, it's like, no, stay out. I'll do it myself. How could they help me yeah. if they don't know I'm afraid of it? And, and I l- am lucky enough to have some close friends who push me and they do realize that I do have some fears. I don't know whether where it really stems from, whether it's conditioning, but I ever since I can remember, my strongest like feeling was fear. And Next? (laughs) (laughs) My biggest weakness is obviously the need for control over absolutely everything in my life. And I guess a bigger weakness would be my fear of losing control. Because why is that something I need so bad? I don't know if that is conditioned or if I learned that, where I learned that from. But it has trickled into everything every aspect of my life. It's not just a work thing. It's not just a home thing. It's everything. Have you had experiences or moments where you felt out of control, but felt at peace at the same time? Absolutely not. See, I feel like there's always some activity that gets people out of the need for control. So, Do you feel as if like it has gotten to the point where it's somewhat debilitating in everyday life, not just with yourself, but others? Like, do you often want to control not just people close to you? Because I don't feel like you've ever tried to control me. But I, again, you know, that's we're just like, you know, basic friends. But like, as far as like... <laughs> a, a, Friends, basically. No more, no less. But like relationships, like do you want to like pick out their outfit? Do you want to control like their thoughts and manipulate their mind? Like how bad do you feel like it is? It's more of an internal control. It's not, it's not like I want to control my friends. Yeah, you don't seem manipulative (laughs) at all. No, I don't try to manipulate people. I try to manipulate situations in my favor. I think that's actually a a strength. I think if more people had self-control, the, like, more things would get done, be happier, but if it gets to a point where it's bothering you, then it's what, not self-control anymore. It's just yeah, it's like no, it's obsessive. Then yeah. is it more? Is it like? So, what, give me an example because Mia, I feel like I'm so much like I like to like I'm I love being in control of my mind and situations too, but I never considered myself controlling. So I'm just wondering what specifically. Like What's your definition of controlling? So yeah. a lot of times, here's just an example, not a definition. Yeah. But a lot of times it's schedule related because I have, I always have this ongoing picture in my head of what's happening next. And it's like, okay, right now, this is what I'm supposed to do. I have a meeting at 10 and then, oh wait, someone calls. This person can't make it to the meeting. And I'm like... Well, great. Now, <laughs> everything's <laughs> Mother ruined. Motherfucker. <laughs> everything's ruined. The rest of my day, I'm just like, 
I'm just uh, what's it called when you're just lamenting? Lamenting? Really? Is that what you're doing? Yes, dwelling. Um, that's yeah, what I'm doing. I'm dwelling. Lamenting on is the fact that my schedule was changed. Not that the fact that this person couldn't make it. The fact that my schedule was changed. And it's like, I had this in my mind, everything was going perfect, oh my gosh, because then yeah. one thing throws off the next, and then my day is not what I pictured it, and that's just not okay. <laughs> but wouldn't that be, like, I would consider some of that being, like, punctual and, like, responsible, but then I guess when you throw in when it's irrelevant or something you can't control, because me, I've always been on the mindset of trying not to let things that I can't control bother me. So it seems like for you, if something happens that you can't control, it really, like, even though it, you should, like, you shouldn't really let it bother you. Like, that doesn't really, like, that's not your fault. You didn't control that to happen. So when something out of your control happens, like, an internal rage, and that's maybe the weakness. Yep. Yeah, I can, I can definitely vouch for that. With, like, I feel like you definitely, there is an extent to which it is in your greatest strength at the same time, like you are very organized, practical, and you end up being flexible. But I think it's funny that you chose the job that creates it as the least control. Like you are teaching learning support or, and that is so unpredictable that it's hilarious. It's it's obviously the challenge that you were meant to overcome. Mm, I was life. just gonna say. Just gonna this say. relates exactly. back to me always wanting to be challenged. But when will that, is that my life struggle or (laughs) will I overcome it? You can either picture it as a struggle or picture it as a gain. That's a choice in your head. But how long does it go on is my It doesn't have to go on any longer. You have a choice next time it happens to let it affect you and then your whole entire day or not. So can you sit there and be like, ooh, I feel that anger and be like, okay, I'm going to try something different. Just like how what I did, you remember, like normally I would have freaked out because he wasn't here on time. And I would have texted him, you know, some shit. And I did it. I was like, you know what? I came up to you guys and I was like, hey, I just did something different than what I would have done. And guess what? I got what I fucking wanted. And And it happened. And it just like, don't dwell on it. Let that be, let that emotion come up and like be a little trigger for you and just be like, okay. And just react differently. And I do that. But okay, so here's the thing. Like Aisha was saying, I do work with kids with autism and kids with learning disabilities. And every day there's a wrench thrown in my plans like 12 different times. So I have learned to be flexible, but then it's like, I can only take so much. And now now it's like, yes, I can handle it. And then I get home and if somebody, let's say, for example, I was doing a puzzle and a cat decided to just go up and eat the pieces <laughs> and mess up all my work. It's like, okay, at work, I was so flexible. I did such a great job. And then I get home and the one thing I thought I had control over. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, I had had it. I've had it up to here. (laughs) This was a blowout night when this happened. (laughs) This, because I was so fed up. Because, yeah, yeah, like I was saying, there's a limited number of things I can handle being flexible with. And it's like, okay, good. I was flexible. Here it's I go. Just the universe pushing you to be just slightly just more. One more test, just to make sure you're you. serious. Let's just see if you can pass this one more time. And just I in blow case. Up. And you hit fail. We're back to the beginning now. But also, it might mean that maybe 
you're supposed to utilize your skills in terms of a profession in a different way, an unorthodox way, maybe. I know you, like we talked about this before, you want to teach how you want to teach and you don't like to be told what to do because because you are teaching from a place of love and that's why you're doing what you do. And it's like, just trust me, I got this. Like, and we'll probably be able to get kids to become, you know, just 10 times better than what the structure is providing anyways, regardless. But that might just mean that maybe you need a little bit more of an unstructured type of work like that though you could still find something in that field but but that's a like being unbothered by things and letting things go doesn't necessarily mean you have to be a doormat like Mm. and and take it like when enough's enough you'll know you know what i mean like you you shouldn't have to deal like if that's a constant stressor for you that it's okay to change your your situation then so get rid of the cat after (laughs) the time well yeah yeah right i guess so or don't do puzzles i don't know i'm just kidding (laughs) do not enjoy don't have any time (laughs) yeah i think look at the wall (laughs) i'm just kidding you would be turning your greatest weakness into your greatest strength. It seems like you've already in your line of work, there are so many things that you realize you can't control and that like can eat away at you. And then so one thing that is completely out of your control with a cat that makes you freak out, it's almost like, okay, do you, are you in those other real life important situations? Not that puzzles and cats aren't important because I love both. But in your career or in like when you're dealing with these kids and things happen that you control, are you bottling, are you still bottling up those feelings? Like we don't see it. So it's all like in you like that. You're like feeling and you're holding on and you're like beating your cat over and over again because it keeps interrupting your puzzles. Cat. Yeah, I guess if, if you are handling it the best way possible, it wouldn't end up as later, or probably. you wouldn't be holding on to like there it might as be a much better way for you to process it in the moment. However, you're doing it now or like since I think this is funny since you are a, by your definition freak or that's your problem. <laughs> control your emotions then when it happens, like try to challenge yourself to really like be in that present state of mind, realize your emotions and control it, not just push it down. I mean, let it out or let it like, like say, like I get in a personal situation, you can't be like, treat the kids like a cat and be like, fuck you, I've had enough, like freak out. You can't do that. We're going to the sensory room. Right, right now. But internally in your mind, you can control that. Are there ways that you teach the kids to cope with emotions? Like screaming in a pillow or something? Like, can you just do it with them? Or beating your cat? Yeah, I could do it with them, but I guess I do do it with them. <laughs> like putting your finger in front and smell the flower, blow out the candle, smell the flower, blow out the candle. I have to model them, so I guess I am doing it, but I'm not embodying it. I'm like, I'm not like, breathe in, breathe out. I'm like, smell the flower, blow out the candle. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they're picking up on that. What about in like a different situation? Because I'm just curious, not to pry about your weaknesses, and I'm not a therapist, but like take a, a, an example of not in your career and something that you can't control in the everyday life, like your flight's delayed. I'm sorry I couldn't think of a better example, but like something like that, that you have no control over, but can obviously affect anyone and be upset and like all timing, all this, your schedule's off. Like in a situation like that, like does that like drive you crazy too? Like you freak out or do you just let that, oh, the flight's delayed. Like What's weird is in a lot of the bigger situations, if it's a big change, 
I always revert back to, oh, this was meant to be. I guess I'm mm. meant to go explore this city or something like that. It's, I guess it's just so the, can you the, little the little things. The little things. Well, because they're hardest to notice happening right. in yourself. Like, when it goes, to, when it's a big thing, you feel that change come on real quick. Yeah. But when it's a little thing, it just slowly and it's like And I guess I could do a better job of relating the little things to the bigger picture. Because mm-hmm. if I'm so good at the bigger picture thing, mm-hmm. then if I keep relating it back, maybe that'll help me. Probably there was a helpful. story in the emotional intelligence class I took at work. Um, and he was saying, he's like, I was sitting at a light and there's, you know, I could tell. Saw the white hairs, old people, you know. And what are your thoughts when you see this? You know, you see, you think you want to start honking or... Or, you know, if they're not moving or whatever, you start thinking like, oh, they should just take their test again. They, they must be tested again. And I think that all the time, too. I know I do it when I get in my little road rage state. And he was you? like, and they wouldn't move. They wouldn't move. And so then I'm sitting there thinking like, oh, my gosh, like they're probably like passed out or some shit. Something's wrong. What happened? What he couldn't see. There was a house there was there was an ambulance coming and like massive amount of like ambulances, cops, like, et cetera, coming through the light so they were stopped there waiting for that but he couldn't see that so he almost like lost his shit and he was like laying on his horn he said but he almost like got out and like wanted to say something and like you know like got really angry like so angry he said and he's like and then i saw the ambulance and i was like oh my god i wanted to get out and apologize for saying or for honking like i was you know and shit like that because i didn't even see that so it just goes to show that sometimes like you're meant to be delayed or your schedule's meant to be thrown off for a reason. Because it may be that you're just missing some type of terrible event or the person that's supposed to be at that meeting needed to be elsewhere because if they did come to that meeting, they could have gotten a car accident coming to it. Something crazy shit like that. I, like, think of, try to keep thinking of it in, like, the terms of on a bigger picture and apply it to the yeah. smaller one at the micro level because you're going to feel like 10 times like a rock's lifted off of you once you can not let those things bother you as much you know what I mean I feel like I resonated with a lot of what you guys said though I could I don't know I could connect to all of them can you guys start with like what you guys would say for me Oh, no one said what my weakness is for me. Well, okay. I mean, I would say it would be the struggle for control because I'm the same exact way where it's like if something doesn't go as planned, I lose my shit. Sounds like a female thing. Just kidding. It does. No, it does. I I will give it that. I get frustrated. If one small, like, if someone tells me they're going to come to something and now they're not going to come, I get bothered. I get very bothered. And I take it personal. And I know it's not personal, but I still take it personal. I think that's the key, though, the taking it personal. Like, from my perspective, it seems like you do take almost everything that happens personally. And I get where it's coming from in that belief of the law of attraction, too, knowing that, like, and karma, like, these things are happening as a reflection or lessons or whatever. But you you allow your, your soul to be bruised by something about your ego. So it's like you're mm. karmically responding to something. Shit! <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah but it's not about you exactly it's narcissistic it's narcissistic like i think everything's about me and you know what it's funny because i've been noticing this in other people and i've been like not everything's about you like chill the fuck out no one said your name no one's talking about you shut up like i noticed myself getting annoyed at that and i never realized and stopped and been like why am i getting annoyed at that it's because i do the same fucking thing i do the same thing it's so crazy you know what i have a lot of fuck it in me too it's like i'm gonna do what i want 
you want a stat? Come say something in my face then. Okay. I don't, I kind of like do, I'm good with that side of it, but more so like I expect people to react the way that I would react in a situation mm-hmm. and say what I would say because my way is the right way. So I think, and you know, there's, and I'll overanalyze. That's the other, I think that's my other side of my weakness is that I overanalyze everything. I overthink everything. Let me just add add one more. You're a little hard on yourself because you just named like five weaknesses. Yeah, but they were all kind of related. Hey, but they're all strengths at the same time. Overanalyzing, I easily turn that into a strength because get. Yeah, I, I I do feel that I've learned a lot from over planning and over analyzing too. Thorough. I'm thorough. I'm observant. very thorough and observant. Exactly. And so there are a lot of key qualities that have come in from come coming <laughs> have came Who's from coming? that. Oh, <laughs> not me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but I think even taking things personally, if you are looking at it from a standpoint of law of attraction, it's informing you of how where to change. Exactly, your exactly. So that's why it's like, although I'm saying it's a weakness, it's still a blessing in my eyes um, because it's teaching me where I need to focus my most attention on. And it's, and I think you know, a lot of these things are shown. I think through like my relationships with with people a lot. Um, romantic relationships because I I, I don't, magnifying glass I know the closest mirror <laughs> I know like it's it's kind of wild and, but the thing is I see it and I am making many many efforts to improve and I feel that I am the best version of myself that I have been I think I've progressed and grown a lot and I'm I see things more clearly now even just from this creative expression through this podcast itself it's just I think I I can really I don't know it's ma- it's it's helping me you know get over or just be expressive of how I actually feel and and reflect on that. and reflect on it and reflect on it with with people that will challenge me that will tell me what's up at the end of the day you know and not be just like oh it's not you're always right no like <laughs> you should hear they're like you crazy bitch listen to me here you're being nuts and i'm like okay you're right i'm back thanks for pulling me back from that one like you know it feels good admitting ones who it does wouldn't want to do that would mean either they're perfect which i don't know or no. they have what so much that denial about yeah and those are layers of defense that come up. That's when if you are that. trying to defend something, no matter what it is, because when you're right, you don't feel the need. You don't need to. And exactly. when you're not trying to prove anything to anybody else, when you accept everybody where they're at, you're never defensive. Right. So anytime you're being defensive, and I even think anytime you're arguing anything and disagreeing on anything, both of you are wrong. If anybody thinks they're right, that's when they're so that's wrong. Why that's like, when they're wrong. That's yeah. why I like debating or having like conversations, like whether it be like this or talking about fears. I like expressing myself without making the other like person feel like I'm arguing or debating because I've realized one of maybe it's a weakness that I used to be too argumentative or in return defensive because if you're going to argue whether mm-hmm. you're a lawyer or not, you're going to have to defend or rebuttal like it's a it's a back and forth. But that's just, I think, natural. But when people take it to the next level and put so much emotion and take things personally, then it's like, I be like, I'm sorry, I can have this conversation Mm -hmm. with you. So that was like me maturing in that sense. But I still love expressing my views and questioning someone else's. All right. So we're going to leave you guys with another couple challenges. I would challenge you guys to react differently to a situation that you would normally overreact in. And I challenge you guys to self-reflect this week, recognize a weakness and how it's actually a strength and start 
changing your mindset with that easy practice. Even every morning if you want to. Do it up. Vibe up, mm-hmm. bitch. Vibe up. Hey. Not down. Thanks for listening, everybody. Peace out. Um, make sure you rate and subscribe. Write to us if you want. You can follow us on Twitter at Vibe Up Podcast and on Instagram at Vibe Up The Podcast. Hey. That's all we have. Tala Tala Beers, y'all. Cypher. Cypher. And this week's special guest is going to leave you with a freestyle. Let me get a beat. Yeah, we talking about real shit. You know, creative fears, everything in between. Tarot card reading. Oh, you know my thing. Yes. I love you. <laughs> that was awesome. Good job. You can-